It's rut and river. Yes. Correct. R-U-T. I rest my beard hair right on there, it. And then you know you're there. Like a nice, gentle little pillow for my right, beard. Right. And then I'm all up in it. Oh. I'm like Kobe beef for sharks. Can I ask you, what made you guys call me up about, well, this? That's what tickles our fancy. Exactly. Okay. Thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier. John Denver <laughs> is not accurate. Man. A guy like you, who has absolutely no clue, and I can hear it in your voice, that, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you're a blank canvas. I mean, I can just start with you, like, from scratch. You, you're going to tell me, a grown man, you're telling me what lure to use and how to fish? You guys don't s- snap your whopper plopper off either, though. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry I, blew I blew up over that. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rutten River Pursuits podcast. Podcast. You're in the Sonic Campfire. There it is. I'm Steve. I'm Brian. I'm Catfish. Hey, I'm Ryan. And I will. Hey, Will. <laughs> it's funny you say that in that seat. Wait, yeah. did I hear a Brian? Yeah. I think he's pronouncing it wrong. It's Brian. <laughs> it's Brian. <laughs> well, I'm in Pennsylvania now, so it's Brian. Oh. It's Brian in Maryland. Mr. Pikarowski, <laughs> as they say. Yes. Yes, it is. I still feel bad about that, you know, about uh, calling you. My Pike whole Kurowski life, for... my last name has been uh, mispronounced, so yeah. Yeah, I'm used to it. Mine, too. They call me Frey. Really? Yeah. Catfish Frey. Yeah, Catfish Frey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. That's horrible. So... Tonight on the line, we've got our friend from long ago, long back. We got history. We got history with this guy, yeah. We have Mike Miller from 8.3 Media on the line with us tonight. Mike, how's it going, bud? What's going on, Mike? Hey, guys. How's it going? Don't sound so excited to talk to you. What's up, bud? (laughs) (laughs) You tired? No, I'm cutting up deer meat right now. You have a busy week. Is that right? (laughs) I bet. Yep. I got a lot of it to cut up right now. <laughs> well, Stevie, what do we do here? Do we find out where all this deer meat came from, or do we get to know a little bit about uh, Mike? I, what do we I do? I think we keep you lead this in thing. suspense okay. for a while, and I say we get to know about the Mike, deer. About the deer. <laughs> <laughs> That's more interesting, anyhow. And, and let's get to know Mike Miller a little bit. Mikey. Yes. Can we call you Mikey? I I think we'll allow that. You yeah, I will. You will allow. It. <laughs> He's got I've a lot of nicknames. Worse. That's it, true. It depends on what podcast he calls into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but uh, you know, we know Mikey from. Uh, well, you were an independent, up and coming, what video producer, video. You know, I, I don't think videographer. Mike, it, it did a very good job introducing Mike. Like. Teeing him up because he is in a mate. Not only you know we'll get to to hunting and you know, his skills there, but Mike is an amazing photographer, videographer, well experienced, like yeah. beyond anything. But when that we met we him, can, he was up and coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. Just, this is true. This is true. <laughs> I'm sorry I interrupted so, you there. That's cool. That's, that's a nice right. way of telling everybody that I wasn't that good when I met you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, nobody starts off awesome, Mike. He was better except than for Kyle. Except for Kyle. <laughs> he was born awesome. Yeah, that dude can video anything. Mike, I, dude, I've seen a lot of your pictures and you know a lot of little video work. They're not, they're not uncorrect by saying that your pictures are phenomenal, bud. You know, you're thank you. I appreciate that. Ridiculously talented with a camera lens. Where did all that come from, Mike? So I pretty much just had a little bit of experience when I was younger. My mother did senior pictures and stuff when I was just coming up through high school, but that was really about it. Then after that, I kind of got my own cameras and played around with it. Nothing serious, you know, filmed my dad and my little brother on some hunts. And then I actually went to the Campbell cameras film schools back when they were still around. And, um, I remember all those commercials. Yeah. It yeah. sort of just spiraled from there. The, you actually, uh, ended up going to some, uh, one of their competitions, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I was actually 
working with the guys from the bearded buck at that point, uh, Jerry and I had went to the camel camera challenge in Illinois and, uh, we ended up winning it. Uh, no kidding. That's actually about when I started working full time for the bearded buck and, um, worked up there for two years, decided to do some stuff on my own, sort of got a little bit away from the filming hunting from that point. And I've just been doing a lot of weddings and family photography and, and that sort of thing right now. Mike, can you talk a little bit about that competition? Like, so you, you signed up for this with very little experience and then just kind of took it all home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had never even seen a 120 inch buck in the woods at this point. And we get out there and that was the minimum that we were allowed to shoot. <laughs> and we actually had a big buck come in on us. And this was really my first serious time filming a, a bow hunt. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> we had a buck come in. It was, it was roughly 120, 125 inch eight point. And, uh, I was shaking in the tree so hard <laughs> that all the leaves pretty much fell out of it. And <laughs> the deer ran away faster than it came in. So we ended up not even shooting a, a buck in that competition. Um, it was more about the just the different mini competitions as far as uh, different filming aspects. That's what ended up winning it for us. We shot a turkey and a doe. But uh, we were able to get enough points from that and the mini challenges like the time lapse and the, the aerial photography and, and those different challenges that gained us some more points. So I think that says a lot too, like the, the, the inner creativity that you're born with. Like yeah. most, most great photographers, most great people that write music, whatever, you know, most great artists, you know, they're born with something inside of them that can that people can't explain that like, Oh, I'm going to get this angle or look at that lighting. They can see it differently than other people. And you can't teach it. No. And you know, it's you're kind Something of in his nature, kind of born sure. with it, you know? Yeah. And that, that was one of our biggest, um, biggest things that we wanted to try to do whenever we started the show actually was trying to be different. I mean, I feel like, Everybody says that when they do something, they want to be different, but it's even more important now because it's so easy for anybody to go out and buy a camera and basically film a TV show. Yeah. So it's even tougher now than it was 10, 15 years ago to get something started like that. So, yeah, that's what we had a lot of good good guys with cameras so that was one big thing that helped us out i believe that's always something that really impressed me about really early early hunting and fishing videos like uh taking it clean back to like bill dance fishing days where they had you know vhs cassette yeah. type yeah. you know 14 batteries with them that lasted 20 minutes the camera was 18 pounds on your shoulder and you know yeah, yeah. how many cameras that guy ruined by dropping them in the lake and like to be yeah. able to edit that by splicing film together. Oh man! Um, so I mean, long. You know, my my point is, is like, so you almost had some of that type of background as far as creativity to clean back from your mom, like back thirty five millimeter days. So I think yeah. it help. I think it helps a lot when you have an old school background of creativity, you know, to try to push you forward like that. Yeah, I mean, you really have to know how to run your camera back then because you didn't have a 64 gig memory card back then you had <laughs> you know 20 pictures and you had to pay to get them developed so right yeah did, did you use 35 millimeter in this competition <laughs> no <laughs> no we decided to uh stick with the sd cards for that one there you go that's the ticket right there i'll tell you yeah. <laughs> stevie's been saying that yep. for years stick with stevie <laughs> and mike where yep. were you hunting uh was everybody had the same uh playing field or were you all in different parts of the country uh no we were actually all at the campbell cameras location in illinois um campbell's also has an outfitting service so campbell illinois whitetails so oh, we were cool. right there with 
with them and their guides and everything. Yeah, so and, uh, everybody had pretty much the same topography and the same uh, backdrop same to work chess, with. Same yeah. chessboard. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We were all within, you know, 20 miles of each other pretty that, much. That place sounds hideous. If you- <laughs> <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah. So by the, the, by the way. It wasn't the greatest. It was pretty warm when we were there, but we were actually the only team that saw the book that was big enough to shoot, but. So was that kind of your springboard, that competition was kind of your springboard to uh, filming with the bearded buck then? Um, actually, the, the class I took before that was actually held at Jerry's place. Okay. So that that's where I met the guys. And at that time, I was just, I had bought a video camera and was filming some weddings. And I thought, well, if I have this fancy camera, then I'm going to learn how to use it right. And uh, I just saw... Uh, it was only an hour from me is where the camera class was. So it made sense for me to go. And, and that's where I met Jerry and the guys. And actually Tom Petrie was at the, those working for Campbell's at the time. And he's the one that held the class. So, so I met all those guys then. So, so since then can, uh, it might be hard to differentiate. People ask, you know, some questions like, do you like hunting or fishing better? Do you like actually videoing things better? That's a or good question. do you I like to still photography better? <sighs> you have to answer one or the other. I put you on the spot. <laughs> well, um, right now I would say I'm more into the, the still photography, mm-hmm. but I started out videoing everything. I was videoing weddings i was videoing hunts so when you go out into the woods do you have a weapon a rifle a bow or do you take your camera i kind of put the cameras down this year and just tried to figure out how to kill a buck completely honest with you yeah (laughs) trying to put some in the freezer i haven't killed a buck since 2011 oh are you trying to tee up the this week, it sounds like <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of my goal this year. Was I just wanted to try to get a nice buck? Yeah. Now, Will has said it before. There's, I mean, yeah. In our back catalog, I think Will said at some point he said he was surprised at how many pictures I don't post. Hmm. Um, and it's there are lots of times where I'm out and people don't realize cause I just, I don't feel like taking pictures. I just want to be out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need a season like that, Mike. So I'm actually happy, happy that you did it. And your season seems like it worked out for the better for <laughs> that. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I still do feel like I'm missing something when I'm out there and I'm not worrying about getting it on film when I have a Turkey coming in or, or a couple of the deer I got, but I just didn't make it my main focus this year. Um, Mike, I, I hate to jump back a little bit, but can you tell us how important it, that uh, film school was? And you know, and that it's a little bit of an investment, right? Yeah. To do that, so like, and was it something that you could pick up on YouTube, or did you actually did it springboard you? I mean, you can YouTube anything. now this day and age but Mm -hmm. i mean not only it was nice to have tom there to actually show you hands-on and there's there's a lot to it that you just can't get from youtube and and i'll be the first to tell you i'm i'm a terrible teacher you probably all know that i've tried to teach will a few things and he probably just thinks i'm an idiot when i'm blabbing on to him but well i mean (laughs) to be to be fair will's a terrible student (laughs) (laughs) but um, i wasn't going that direction oh (laughs) i mean i would say that the the people that i met at the class were as important as the stuff i learned at the class but but i will say that once i met those guys and then the the path that my career went from that point, I was able to learn a lot from the guys that, you know, had been doing it. And I've met a ton of different cameramen over the years, last couple of years now. And, and all of them do it 
completely different than the next guy. So sort of like anything else, you just kind of pick up your own ways of doing things, you know, and make your own method. I think it's, it's funny. Um, I'm thinking back and, uh, I was Mikey and I have another friend, another mutual acquaintance, and we were working on another project and this guy's like, you got to get a hold of Mike Miller. And uh, I'm like, you know, cool. I'll try to figure out who this guy is and reach out to him. And and it was at like the almost the same exact time where like, you know, Mikey Miller's this, you know, he's the guy in the area, mm-hmm. and and but now he's not available, you know. So we, it was kind of it was funny to watch, you know. Like I just talked to him on social media a handful of times. I I'm not here. I think really one of the toughest things for Mike, and, and bear with me here, Mike, I think one of the toughest things for you as far as maybe the people in the world that would want to take you with them to video their hunt or hire you to do something, maybe sometimes the hardest thing to find Mike Miller is is the fact that he is so quiet and humble. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't make himself a shining star that he is. Yeah. That, you know, uh, and it, that makes it tough to find true talent like that whenever you know mike's not a bragful person no he's very you know does that make sense at all 100 percent. like it's it's almost stupid for me to be able to reach out to him and ask him the questions that i have or video issues or you know whatever and he's just so yeah what's going on what can can i do super approachable right But, you know, I mean, we are, I think maybe it's the upbringing and where it came from. He's, it is. Yeah. We're all kind of cut from the same mold. He's grew up not too far away from us. Yeah, and that, that was kind of how things went for my whole, I guess, short term in the outdoor industry was, <laughs> you know, you guys know how little the industry is as far as, you know, burning bridges and yeah. all that whole, you know, Oh, makes so I just tough. try to help out as many people as I could and try to keep a good reputation, I guess you would say. So what was life like doing that, Mike? Were you on the road a lot? Were you, you know, was this constant filming, hunting every day? Yeah, deal? I mean, it was about half and half. We we traveled a lot, you know, during the hunting seasons. Uh, spring and fall were obviously busy traveling, you know, filming the show, but then the off seasons were spent editing. Yeah. So I, when I was working up there, I produced most of the show and, um, I had a lot of help from, uh, Tom and Nick from become one. So Mm -hmm. I was on the phone with them every other day, you know, learning things and, those guys taught me a ton of stuff between editing and cameras and so 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 you were actually building the the television show then right yeah i i was doing basically the rough drafts and then sending it out to nick who would you know finalize it and fix all my mistakes so you kind of built the whole story then right i guess i was kind of there whenever things got started that's cool so yeah that was cool i don't think we ever talked to anyone that ever you know was that in depth in in a television show right yeah maybe a few folks but mike's that's a pretty part cool of a few stuff handful. yeah so mike i got a a novice type question uh for you i've never done any you know self-filming or any real filming with with good equipment um of anyone else but i've been in a tree stand and I get that sewing machine leg as soon as I see any kind of movement. Would it be better for somebody like me to maybe go ahead and invest in a camera arm instead of trying to, to freehand something like that? Because I can only imagine what that footage would look like if I was just up in that tree well, shaking. Like why, that. I guess why they invented that anti-shake is that software. What it is? <laughs> that's where it came from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Video stabilization? Actually, that was probably one of my biggest challenges it wasn't running the camera because I knew how to do that. It was trying to keep it together when you get a big buck coming in. Yeah, you know, I don't really know how to how to tell you to get over that other than 
you have to have a lot of 120 inch bucks in front of you. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll have to work on that part. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's different for everybody. I'm blessed not having that, but when them, when like, when bass start popping in the water in the morning and the boat's not in the water yet. Yeah. I'm, That's when you get a little bit of I'm, shaky leg on. <laughs> I can't even concentrate. Everything goes wrong. But so I totally get it. Yeah. For me, it would get that it, stuff in here. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. We don't even, with the boats on the trailer, we're fishing off the docks. We have no time to waste to get yeah. the boat in the water. Yeah. The problem I would have is just exactly what Mike's describing, yeah. trying to, trying to film it. And, Mike, this would be a great opportunity for me to ask the question. Do you feel more pressure as the cameraman mm, or question. as the hunter? Or, well, the, or the hunted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've had a cameraman filming me. So my experience was mostly as the cameraman. And so when we had the stress of putting out 13 episodes and, you know, paying for airtime and the whole, whole business of, you know, having a TV show, it was definitely stressful on me. I was just as fired up and as nervous when all the deer were coming in that I'd filmed Jerry or Ron or other guys shoot. And so it, it was almost like I got to experience it, you know, just as well as I would have if I was, actually pulling the trigger so yeah i I think that would be like a a, you know a 50 50 relationship you know if you're the cameraman and you don't get the shot the the hunter looks at you and said did you get it did you get it and yeah you know and then vice (laughs) versa if you're the cameraman and you know the the hunter pulls and goes over his back you're like how in the heck did you miss that buck at 20 yards yeah you know that that could make or break an episode the camera was in focus what'd you do (laughs) you blew it (laughs) yeah exactly yep yeah and and that doesn't i wasn't even necessarily looking at in front of the camera or behind the camera type comparison but even just being a hunter in the stand and the pressure that you put on yourself to, you know, I got to make sure I, I get the shot right. I don't want to blow this or, yeah. you know, all the other pressures that come with it versus now you're behind a camera in the tree with another guy. And on top of making sure that the camera's focused and that you hit the record button and all the other pressures of doing this for a career. Now you're also in the stand with another person and there's a real good chance you could, you personally could blow his hunt. Yeah. Like that's the, the, the pressure really, I think I was talking about like that to me seems overwhelming almost. Yeah. And, and that was my problem at, at the beginning of it. I'll I'll go back to Illinois again. (laughs) We, we hunted for four days and, and all we shot at that point was a doe and, you know, we were paying to be there and everything. And here comes this nice buck and I'll admit it. I was the one that scared it away because I was so nervous trying to get the camera on it. And I was probably talking too loud and moving around too much in the tree and, and the buck spooked. And I mean, there wasn't anything we could do about it. We laughed about it a couple of days later, but <laughs> I think, I think if I wouldn't have my safety harness on, Jerry would have probably threw me out of the tree. That <laughs> so, well, that's, it's gotta be tough too, because the hunter's gotta get, the hunter's got to get the line of sight on the deer in order to make the shot versus you're on a totally different angle with a camera trying to get the same line of sight on a different angle. And for the two people to work together, you have to know each other fairly well. I'm certain to work together in a quiet yeah. capacity, you know, to, uh, to get that accomplished. And, uh, yeah, that was one, one thing that Jerry and I did get, better at after i filmed you know so many hunts of his you know we knew how how he got set up and how i got set up and what what worked for both of us and and that was a good you know relationship we had between each other and and it it definitely showed because i filmed a few other people that i had not filmed before and that was a whole different ball game yeah um probably the probably the most different person that I filmed was when Dan Thurston from Drury Outdoors came up and hunted with us. And I went and filmed him 
Um, they had a, they weren't allowed to have camera arms. And so I had to freehand Dan shooting a doe that morning. And oh boy, that makes it tough. I was, I was super nervous about it because (laughs) I did not want to send some shaky footage to juries, (laughs) but, but it, it actually ended up, I understand why they don't use camera arms and I was able to, I would have never got his shot on camera if I had a camera arm because of the way that the deer came in and I had to wrap around him and, and I've actually got away from using camera arms and tripods a lot since I, since I filmed Dan that day. So that's a cool experience. Um, there's a lot of stuff you can do in post-production that takes away the shakiness and, um, Drury's production in general, if you take notice to it, they do a lot of like fast paced. Um, they don't show too many clips for more than five, 10 seconds. So a lot of their footage is, you know, probably shaky, but they're able to cut it together to make it look nice without yeah. tripods and such. Is, is that a tougher way to edit it together? It seems like more work. Um, it, sometimes is but not all the time i think that probably allows for a lot more creativity though if you're doing a lot more quick cuts yeah yeah you probably get a little more creative Mm. yep and with the the way the cameras are now they have the stabilization built into them and and some different features that you can do in post-production that almost allows you to not even need to use a tripod in certain instances so with that being said do you use camera arms at all now or are you pretty much taking your camera out and freehand and after that experience Um, i'll still use a a tripod in a ground blind i i film probably more turkey hunts than anything right now but i'll i'll use a tripod in there um just because it's easy to to sit it there you know and i i'm still solo filming a lot of those so in those cases, you don't have a choice but to use a, a camera arm or a tripod. But if I was filming somebody in a tree, I would probably lean more towards not using a tripod okay. or a camera arm. That has a lot to do with just the weight of packing one in, too, honestly. Right, right. So, Mike, before we move out of this uh, this segment here of the show, I, from a from a cameraman standpoint, when you're filming a TV show, is the show more about the hunter or is it more about the game? How do you know where to switch your your focal point? I like that question. Love that question. Where'd that come from? That kid's sick. I've been <laughs> Who's that sitting guy? on that for here? a while. <laughs> Like a mother um, are, are you are you meaning <laughs> He's are you referring penguin. to game as the animal yeah. or game as the hunt? Game as the animal. Okay. I had to basically know what story I wanted to tell from the beginning. So we did a lot of like pre production type stuff where going into a hunt we kinda had like a storyline that we wanted to happen. And obviously that very rarely was the case, but we always had, you know, here's what we're doing. We want to try to make this work. As far as the the filming I did with the bearded buck, that was more of a show about the whole group itself. And if, if anybody had watched the show, they'll see that, you know, there's a lot of group camaraderie and, along with the hunts, you know. Mm-hmm. I can see a giant swing in social media and TV in general being more about the, the campfire and the club time yeah. and the, the camp time and the, the story of the, the traveling. And you didn't get that back in the day when you sat down and watched, you know, Hank Parker. You know, I would say Hank Parker, if anything, might have been the one who started some of that with his boys, um, more about like the the family time and 
uh, the, the the building up and the hunt, like taking kids fishing and being about family. And he was the, like, I think some of those shows might have been like the you know like eating meals during the show. The hunting shows in general have I think have made a better turn to tell more stories about. Right. It's about the experience. It's not always about this deer, this, you know, yeah. this antelope, whatever it's. And I, I really find yeah. them, I've personally find them a lot more intriguing to watch that way, um, to get to know your hunter better. So the focal yeah. point itself, I think what Stevie's asking too, I think for me watching it, like mm-hmm. watching some of these stories is, of course it's about the hunt, but the majority of the show lots of times is about, the journey to it and i yeah. i think that that's such a telling that story not only is cooler for us to watch as hunters yeah. but to show that camaraderie in the the story behind the the compassion of taking an older man or maybe a disabled person hunting or whatever whatever the case may be helps with non-hunters that may be flipping through channels too going oh look at that this is a bloody mess of a show it's yeah. you know Versus, oh, look at these guys taking these kids fishing. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a better uh, representation of the lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Being I, out I tried to say that in one sentence like Ryan did a while ago. <laughs> but that's right. That's yeah. what I was trying to get. Perfect. Yeah. Basically, what I tried to do when I put together an episode was I tried to watch it and ask myself from someone else's standpoint, if I could take the harvest out of that episode would it still be interesting for people to watch yeah and i mean everybody wants to see you know a big buck get shot or a turkey get shot but that's what i tried to do mm-hmm. was take the harvest out and it still be interesting for people to want to watch and then maybe watch again yeah and as the cameraman the cinematographer the director that's your main focus you want to have something watchable that people would want to turn back again next week and watch yeah, I think I'll, I think a lot of people want to be. I just popped in there. I think a lot of people want to be the quarterback and not the offensive lineman. Yeah, and uh, the cameraman a lot of time is the unsung hero to tell those stories, and you have to be creative to tell those stories. You know, because you're just looking at it through a lens. So to be able to tell a story through a lens is you've got to be. Absolutely. You know, he yeah. said before, you have to write the story in your head before you even film it. That's tough to do. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. And I, I, I derailed I kind of <laughs> had to work backwards with it all because once I started editing, that taught me way more about filming than anything camera-related could really teach me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't learn about putting a story together and and all that until you actually – hand somebody an sd card and say here edit this go make a show (laughs) yeah so as i did more editing that taught me a lot more about filming so i i get asked a lot which camera class i would take if i was just starting out and and i always told everybody take the the basic camera knowledge and then take the editing classes because with basic camera knowledge and then the knowledge of editing that would teach you more about it than if you would just run through mm-hmm. all the advanced filming and you know the techniques and stuff like that i think a lot of people don't realize what all they need when they're filming as far as the pre-roll and post-roll and and all that sort of thing yeah you know what? Uh, I was just as you're saying all this stuff too. Something else, you know, kind of popped in my head. What's that, bud? Is you know we had Lunkerville come last summer. Yeah, and um, he, Mike D, didn't want to know another Mike. <laughs> didn't want to know anything about catfish. He just he, let's do it on camera. Let's let's figure it out. We took him to dinner. And he didn't want to talk to us. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he would ask questions. So, uh, so where do you work? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Uh, so, uh, you know, do you have any dogs? Don't tell me. He liked everything to be spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. it was very, it was fun. But yeah, your standpoint was actually completely opposite. You know, the whole story, and you got to tell it. 
you know, it, it was it was completely different techniques, and and it's I'm just kind of yeah. wrapping my mind around things I've lot, seen and done. Here's the thing: know. it's a lot of work. I don't think people realize how much work it is to be the cameraman. It's already a lot of work to be a proficient hunter to go. Just, I mean, from the basics of washing your clothes and scent control and all the things we do as a hunter, yeah. and then to go with that guy with camera gear, you know, making sure batteries are charged, lenses are clean, you know, not getting cameras out of weather. I can't. It's too much stress <laughs> to have expensive equipment out and go, is everything right to tell this story? Because you can have malfunctions and breakdowns and have backup stuff. Mm-hmm. Has that ever happened to you, Mike, where you've been like, oh, crap, like we're in the thick of it and I'm having technical issues? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't um, deal with that stress. I'll be like, time out. The hunt's yeah. over. I yeah, yeah. need to go back to the camp to get more batteries. It yeah. just doesn't yeah, work. We had a good prime example of that. Um, um, it was a rifle hunt, and things were dead. We were seeing a little bit of action couple does here and there and and i wanted to switch lenses Uh uh-huh you know you don't want to let the camera go down in case something happens spur of the moment and and uh i actually decided all right i'm going to switch to my other lens and halfway through it a buck came out and it didn't just walk out and start feeding it came flying out chasing (laughs) the doe and there was just a ton of footage that I missed, and I, I ended up getting good enough footage. But, yeah, it was definitely stressful. I had, had Jerry beside me, and he was hurrying me to get, get the footage because it, it was neat. There was a, a nice buck that he ended up shooting, chasing a doe all through the cornfield and through the food plot. And, and it was, you know, stuff that a lot of a lot of guys don't get to see, and I had a camera there that <laughs> wasn't worth anything at that point. Right. So, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah we that's use, happened a few times. We use a 500-millimeter lens to film Stevie's fish to make him look bigger. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I had that uh, similar experience. I'm, I'm out with a, a, a fellow member of the NWTF and on a mentored hunt, and this is this uh, member's nephew, and I have a camera, and we're out in the field in the oh. evening, and, a, and a, a doe comes out, and this is, mind you, this is his second deer hunt, an opportunity to kill his first deer. I had the video camera. I double punched the record and yeah, and, and missed the shot. Uh-huh. I mean, he made a perfect shot. The deer went in 20 yards and fell over, and uh, I, I was beside myself. I lo- yeah. I'm like, congratulations, you shot your first deer, and I looked, and I see no red record on this camera, uh-huh. and it was it was terrible. So, uh, to, to some level, <laughs> I can kind of sympathize with you some of the experiences that you've gone through with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it does. It's, you know, I've, as I'm, I don't have all, we, we have a lot, we have cameras and Will and I've, you know, dabbled in it and had fun with it. And Will's done thousand times more than I have. We're in this film like Mike five times. I'm a, (laughs) I'm like the intermediate semi-professional master novice beginner and know nothing of cameras <laughs> hypothetically he doesn't know anything about yeah. filming hunts. <laughs> i keep my gopro in my back pocket while i'm fishing and to literally take selfies um just here's another bass but i did do i i i had a little piece of some of your life i i filmed i uh, uh a hunt the 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 chris wheeling wheelchair hunt for my father yeah um uh, it's a it's a handicap hunt in Lake Racetown Resort, uh, yeah. Huntington, Pennsylvania, and I actually had a big honor this year. They had a giant meeting with the NWTF, and uh, they called me and asked me if they could use that video in their meetings. And I went, "What? That was just a video for me and Dad to remember his hunt." And they went, "Oh, it, it made some of us cry to watch your you know amputee father." shoot that doe and that track chair and you did really good with the camera angles and stuff and i went well some of those i literally just was holding it in my hand walking so thank you but it wasn't it wasn't the angles it was but it it made me like for the first time ever i felt like wow being a cameraman and having somebody watch something that you did and appreciate it there's a really big 
they're almost like getting a deer or catching a big fish. There's something, there's a high when it comes to somebody watching something that you've done and yeah. put together and edit and go, wow, they like that. You know, like that. Yeah. So I, I almost got, I could get addicted to it really quickly. Um, if I had the opportunity to, to just sit and film and put the rod down and put the rifle down, put the bow down, I just, yeah. I can't get, there's some guys that can't get past that and I'm not there yet. <laughs> so it takes a special guy to be a cameraman. But you're, you're there when we're fishing. I see it. So it happens. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're there. Buddy. Yeah. So Mikey, if we can get a glimpse into, you know, a time where you put the cameras down. <laughs> Maybe recently. Maybe like this week. <laughs> well, before that, I want to back up. Um, I got to give a quick plug to Tom and Nick from Become One. If anybody has any interest in starting filming or anything, they got to check those guys out because I wouldn't know a third of what I do now without any of the classes I took for those guys. So definitely check those uh, their website out if you have any interest in learning how to film so right and and if you didn't hear they're the guys that were from camera campbell's camera that <laughs> they started we know what you meant they yeah. could go back and listen to the episode we had with them so we had both yeah. tom and nick on and yep, we had them on yeah. the show um yep yeah they uh th- they've been doing it for a long time and they've been teaching for a long time so it's a great great good, way great resource yeah yep i didn't want to make it sound like i just taught myself all this <laughs> those guys have a lot to do with everything i know now so sure except so. for this week yeah they didn't help me any this week <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah what happened this week you know take us through it all right well before i get to that i gotta back you up a couple years <laughs> Um, oh, I've man. been like two, <laughs> um, like 11 wow, or uh-huh. something like that. Maybe 2011, 2011 was the last year that I killed a buck in Pennsylvania oh. or in any of the other States for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had a little bit of a dry spell there and, um, had to watch my dad and my little brother and my friends all get these nice bucks and ask me to take pictures of them, and, <laughs> you know, so. Hey, but, everybody's uh, got to be good at something, Mike. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but uh, this year actually ended up a little bit different. So Monday was kind of a crappy day. Anybody that yes, it was, was yes. out, <laughs> they know the same thing. So I did happen to rig up a little bit of a roof for my tree stand, but um, it wasn't the greatest. It, the wind was blowing so much that the, the rain was hitting me from the sides more than the top. So <laughs> It's like Forrest um, Gump. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sometimes the rain seemed to come from straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, we were probably two or 300 yards apart. Um, dad was below me on the mountains and, um, probably about seven thirty, I hear guns start going off and my dad calls me and says, Hey, I got one. And I said, Oh, that's cool. You know, he sent me a picture of it. He, he got a nice eight point right at daylight. So it's probably 10 o'clock or so. And I'm scrolling through Facebook. And at this point I had already got the news that two of the nice bucks that I was after this year were already dead. So natural causes (laughs) (laughs) bought the farm. It's been 11 years. So they could have died of old age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I was scrolling through Facebook and whatnot and seeing everybody shooting deer. And and I actually texted my buddy and said, I'm done with rifle season already. (laughs) Is it? Is it late season yet? Um, I want to get my flintlock out. So I was already writing that off at about 10 o'clock on the first morning. So. <laughs> so if you can't tell, I don't have very much patience. <laughs> so I just decided to uh, climb down out and 
get some lunch. So I, I headed down to where my dad was at and, uh, about a half an hour later, some does came up and again, I don't have the patience to wait for a buck. So <laughs> I ended up shooting a doe and, uh, are you back to liking rifle season at this point, or are you still? It sounded like a pretty good morning. Yeah, yeah. it's just a yeah. Uh, but, so far, but here's yeah, the I thing. Mean, I, uh, here's the thing that you're saying though. If you're hunting public land and rifle season in Pennsylvania, sometimes 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. is the magic hours. Yeah, you exactly. Know, people are. <laughs> My dad's always tried to tell me that to just yeah. pack a lunch and. I don't believe it. And everything. So <laughs> well, that, that's when guys are packing it up and going to lunch and yeah. moving around, or, or they'll just get up because they're they're cold, they're tired. Yeah. You know, they walk around a yep. little bit. Or people who maybe they only can hunt in the morning, or they can only hunt in the afternoon. They're just coming in or just leaving. So yep, anything yep. can happen. Oh yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yep. Yeah. So I was. So you're back. B- back to you, Mike. You're loving rifle season now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's stay so, longer. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to just hang out, and you know, we weren't too awful far from the truck, and, and it was cold enough that we were okay with letting the deer there in the truck yeah. until we until we got out of there. So um, I feel like this happens to a lot of kids, or people in general but my dad says big buck big buck and he's done that to me about 50 times when there was no deer <laughs> and you know because we honestly we weren't exactly being stealthy we're we're in a box blind <laughs> on the ground you know and just standing up i'm drinking my chocolate milk and you know we're just like a big having kid. a good time you know yeah <laughs> No, no straw or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> a sippy cup. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't want to so, spill anything. You know, at, at that point, our day was already good. I, yeah. I got a doe. Dad shot a buck. We never shot a deer out of the same stand yet. So so it was a cool day if yeah. we would have went home right then. But uh, so he, he yells, big buck, big buck. He says, right by the power line pole. And I still couldn't see it. So I pulled my scope up, and sure enough, for whatever reason, is a 10-point standing broadside in the middle of this open power line looking up away from us. So (laughs) Perfect. I don't know what the... What he was thinking, but <laughs> he wasn't so, evidently. Yeah, he read the script. So, and it took me about half a second to get my gun on him and shoot, and I don't really remember what happened then. <laughs> At that point, it's all sort of a blur. Yeah. But uh, I, I had seen the deer kind of buckle and run off. Uh, we decided to give it a couple minutes, and then we got out and. And it was pretty open woods where we were at, and, and he had ran into, like, a little ditch. And we didn't see him come out the other side, so we we thought there was a good chance he might have been laying right in there. So we we walked over, and sure enough, he was laying right in the middle of the ditch there. He had only went 30 yards from where he was standing oh, on the nice. power line. So. Congratulations. Yeah, so, good job. How, how far was the shot, Mike? Um, it was probably 120 yards, something okay, like that. That's a good shot. As the crow yeah. flies. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> As the bullet flies. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and uh, all I can remember is we walked up over the hill, and I seen him laying there. And not only was it the biggest buck of my life, but I nice. told you guys I hadn't shot one since. Yeah. 2011 so you were due and i just remember screaming as loud as i could i'm surprised you guys didn't hear him the whole way down where you're at. <laughs> i did Man. that's why you're on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> at that point i figured my dad got a deer and i got one i didn't really care honestly who else heard me yell that day so i might have had a few mad hunters around me but so yeah that was a pretty uh pretty good one so well, it ended up being a, a 10 point and um had a broken time but other than that he was who's he was a pretty nice buck <laughs> yeah <laughs> how far yeah, i wouldn't have cared if it was a six point but 
These were so, what, like half an hour apart or something like that? Um, or an hour and a half apart? From the time I shot the doe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably an hour. Wow. Long enough pretty much for me to get the, get the doe out of there and get back in the stand. And we were just in a spot that they naturally funnel to when people mm. are out moving around. And I think that's probably what happened. So that's a pretty good day. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. So your leg so, did a lot of shaking on Monday. Uh, sounds, yeah. Huh? <laughs> I really didn't have that much time to shake whenever we saw him. Cause from the time dad said big buck till he was dead, was about 10 seconds. So, oh, wow. Wow. But it was the same tree stand that my dad had shot his in, in the morning. And so that was the first time that we had both killed bucks on the same day. And then we had both killed them from the same tree same stand. Spot. So that was pretty yeah. cool. So you have lots so, of processing to do then. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I'm sure yep, you don't mind. That, yeah. That's yeah, what we're slowing it. down right now. We're, <laughs> we're cutting into that meat time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's all right. So you're but at yeah, camp was, now? Uh, just at my house. Yeah. We just hunt locally here. That's cool. My cousin, he had shot a buck not too long after my dad. Mm-hmm. So From the same stand? Was, no, not the same stand, but he was only about... 500 yards away from us. Wow. Did, so, did he have chocolate milk? Uh, I think he had the strawberry stuff. Oh. oh he likes, yeah. So it's He's into the strawberry milk. milk. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually on uh, my pop Miller's birthday, which is, uh, he would have been 83 today. Like and 8-3 uh, media. Well, no, not quite. That's, that's kind of ironic that that worked, but... Um, no, he died on August 3rd, so that's where I okay. came up with 8-3 media from. So uh, I, did, I did not know that. Very cool. Yep. yep I, so my cousin and I and my dad all got got to shoot a deer on Pap's birthday. So Are you that's, kidding? That's, 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 that's pretty, pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to jump the story ahead too far. But you had a. You guys had a pretty big Wednesday too. This whole summer, we were pretty much covered up in bears. This year, I have more bear pictures than I do buck pictures from all my trail cameras. We ran about 15 cameras this summer, and. I think about two of them don't have teeth marks in them right now from oh, the bears. Wow. So <laughs> we had a, a lot of sleet and freezing rain last year for bear season. So the, the harvest was way down. So that definitely showed this year. And um, we uh, started hunting a few private farms that were loaded with standing corn this year. And um, they actually had it standing throughout bear season. I don't know how many pictures, but I would say probably 200 pictures of bears this summer and um, probably about uh, 150 or more of them were all during the daylight. So (laughs) we almost just forgot about buck hunting this year and we we put a lot of time into trying to kill a bear this year. Mm -hmm. I, I actually had one climb up my tree stand and don't tell me why you were in it. (laughs) <laughs> no, luckily, <laughs> I had just hung a new stand, and it was a ladder stand, and I, I had added some carpet to the the footrest on it to keep it a little bit quiet. Class it up a and, little. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the morning I got to the stand, I had the carpet on my floor ripped off and ripped up and thrown all down through the woods. No way. And, Man, uh, that must have been a big flying squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I tell some of the other guys they get jammed so, up over the squirrels like that. <laughs> so yeah, I had I had a little bit of a problem with bears this year. Sounds I had like bought, it. bought some new cameras and and they aren't new anymore because the bears oh. just keep knocking them down left and right. So oh. do they know their cameras or are they just whatever they're seeing? They're swatting they get at jam- it. Like I think a lot of them the get scent. jammed up by the flash and the, and then oh. the also yeah the, the, and any kind. A of lot scent. of what we were dealing with was he's drinking chocolate milk constantly. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it's all over his hands. He spills it at the base yeah. of the tree. They love the chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, my dad's been hunting bears in Pennsylvania for uh, as long as pretty much as long as he's been hunting 20 or 30 years or so. And he's had multiple encounters with them. He's been on a bunch of drives where they've went through them or he's shot at them and not got them or Mm -hmm. so he's been chasing a bear in Pennsylvania for a long time. He's put his time in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yesterday I decided to sleep in because I wasn't feeling very well. And he calls me and and he sounded like he just ran a marathon. He said, I just hit that big bear. I just hit that big bear. And so I just kind of woke up pretty quick then and headed to where he was. And it was at one of the spots that we've been getting pictures of him. And I don't know how, how windy it was where you guys are, but it was pretty windy. windy So he just happened to walk into this bear was laying down and it, it got up and, and started to head out of there and he, he had got a shot off on it. And that's at that point's when he called me. So we went out and looked around a little bit and, and we got a little bit of snow yesterday. So yeah. we were able to see his tracks and, and the, the blood that was in them. Yeah. Um, we decided to back out and went to breakfast and, um, uh, gave him a little bit of time. And lucky we did because when we came back, about two and a half hours later, we got back to that bed and we only went about another 20 yards and my dad dropped to the ground and saw the bear through the scope. I don't know whether we yelled louder then or louder when I shot my buck, but it was probably pretty even. But uh, <laughs> So that was my dad's first Pennsylvania bear. It nice. ended up weighing 238. It was a male, so... Nice. Um, yeah. That was a pretty cool ending to our week. What a so, week! Yeah. That's a good couple of days. <laughs> that's for week. sure. Yeah. What three yeah. days? Yeah. So, so dad killed the, a buck. He killed a bear. Was he able to uh, harvest a turkey during the spring? Um. Yes. He killed two gobblers last spring. Good. And he one. killed a, awesome. a, a Pennsylvania big three. You're making Pennsylvania sexy again. Getting those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that was his first triple trophy. He that's was pretty, awesome pretty excited about that so it was pretty cool even though i slept in i was able to at least be there whenever he found it so if you catch a muskie they call that the pennsylvania grand slam (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not big on the fishing part so i'm gonna need somebody to help me on that so we know a guy it's not not stevie it's bass fish (laughs) i've seen more wildlife bass fishing than i have looking for it yeah <laughs> i did probably more fishing this year than i did in my whole life so it i'm always, starting to get back into it but it always impresses me too the pictures that i see and the stories that i hear of how much teamwork it takes in pennsylvania to get these bears out of the places where they yeah. find oh, them to rest. <laughs> um yeah. It's not it's sometimes not such an easy task. I've seen pictures of like fifteen guys with almost like a gurney stretcher trying wow. to you remember the old uh remember the old T P drag that they used to use when they used to drag the TPs to a different location. It's a like a triangle that they drag. They use some of those types of things. So. Yeah, we ended up calling a couple of our buddies. Um and I, I feel like this happens a lot with bears, but when we first got up to it, we we would have probably bet money that it was 350, 400 pounds. <laughs> and it surely felt like it when we were dragging it, too. <laughs> but, yeah, it ended up being... Uh, that's a dude, man. That's, a, that's a, like I always say. That's a dude. You're dragging it. A- Probably doesn't have yeah. much experience dragging dudes, but if you did, that's what <laughs> if you were a fireman, yeah. you would get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't see sure what he does now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, and ended up we ended up getting a few guys to help us, and we got it out of there pretty, pretty easy. It was yeah. about a 150 yard drag, but yeah. so not fond of dragging yep. this week, Mikey. So. I want to tell everybody more about, like, so they got an upcoming event. They have a hunt. They, they're looking for somebody out there that knows what they're doing, that they can trust. You know, the, the word of mouth from us that 
you don't you don't need anybody else. What you know? It, how do they get a hold of you? How can they find you? Um, or, or just people that want to follow some of your work and be inspired. Maybe they're an up and comer cameraman. Um, yeah, um, I have Facebook and Instagram. It's under Eight Three Media, and uh, I do a lot on my personal page as well. I probably post more on there. So if you want to look up Mike Miller, that's fine. What what is it that would Mike Miller want to go do if like money and time was no object? Um, hmm. I never did get to actually hunt with my pap Miller, yeah. so I think if I had to do anything, that would probably be one thing. But um, oh, that's a great that's answer. Cool. Yeah. It is. So, but yeah, that would that would probably be my top one. But um, I thought you were going to say Havelina hunt, but. <laughs> My second one would definitely be something with Kyle. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I like that. <laughs> we'll bring a canyon because there's not many shooting lanes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring your own. Cameras. I did see that. I was a I little puzzled by yeah. that. <laughs> I did say canyon, didn't I? I didn't mean the camera. I mean like like a 300 wind mag. Yeah, shoot. yeah. Oh, <laughs> bring okay. a trimmer. Bring bring a, a larger gun chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, congratulations on an awesome week. Yeah. Uh, we saw the pictures, and uh, we, you know we shuffled the schedule around here to get you on. So thanks for for interrupting your week and spending some time with us to to talk about it. Is it is it great? It, it's great to hear someone having such an, an awesome week Heck and yeah. the memories that you made and and all that. You know, it's, it has a lot of special meaning to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's been one of our better seasons, so. We still got a few more hunts for the rest of the year, but it's looking like we're going to get rained on again Saturday. Oh, so new. Yeah. <laughs> I still have confidence in the, in the bears. I'm still getting them on camera, even though we got one out of the population, but there's plenty more out there. So they like I don't that. know what I would do if, if I ended up getting a bear this year, but <laughs> eat a honey so. bun. Eat a hundred yeah. bucks. There you go. <laughs> Drink a chocolate milk, bud. <laughs> I might have to do that. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it, Mike. Thank you very much for, for being on here with us, bud. All righty. I'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks, Good bud. luck right. the rest of the season. You too. Yeah. Thanks. Thank yep. you. Hey, Stevie. Yes, sir. Where can they find us? Uh, hop on over to ruttenriverpursuits.com. Always find us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitters. Search for Rutten River Pursuits. Pursuits. Check out our YouTubes. On the YouTubes. Rutten River Pursuits podcast. Podcast. And uh, we released a pretty cool jerky code this week, right, Will? I oh, think, yeah? yeah? Yeah. This is like holidays only. So get them while they last. Yeah. You got to use... Coupon code Rutmas R U T M A S thirty really thirty percent off the entire website. I, don't be stupid. MFJerky.com. I don't know how they're staying in business <laughs> with this this code going. We're on. gonna order something that's gonna be back ordered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Just get go now. I'm gonna stock up done. for next hunting season yeah. now. And the I'm, coffee. I'm a. I'm oh, it's crazy. Addicted. Yeah. I, Grounded. I got two pounds of the ground because uh, we started doing the French press. Oh, man. Uh, and then we had the latte machine. And I'm. Oh, here we go. Rub yeah. that in. <laughs> I got to go talk ship to come in. I got to go talk to Dakota. We have to get. You sound like an episode of QVC. <laughs> Down the road, Most we got to get the R2 coffee blend, I guess. Oh, I mean. Or the R2 jerky. We'll make like honey sriracha jerky. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't eat that. Oh, it's great. Have you not had the honey sriracha combos? No. Is that it? Wake up. Well, if it existed. (laughs) It would be a coffee bag with a couple pieces of jerky in it. You just dump in your hot water, right? It's amazing. Ooh. (laughs) Honey sriracha jerky water. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee. Yeah, you want to wake up right. Yeah. Get you going. MFJerky.com. Rutmus 30. 30% off. Get it. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That was good. Piker Pikarowski. Pikarowski. Where can they find you? Thanks for joining us. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was awesome. I'm I'm uh, honored to have you uh, invite me here to sit at the uh, Casa de Madera this uh, evening. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Pick Diesel. P I K Diesel. One word. 
Awesome. Hey, you know what else? That's Brent? where we found him. That's <laughs> it is, isn't it? Brent, where can people download the podcast? They could download the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. 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 If we had to pick one, we'd say Spotify. 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 That's my favorite. Spotify. Did I, I mean, I, did I tell you guys that? Yeah. You mentioned it once or I, twice. I, yeah. <laughs> I checked that out this week. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah. Really cool. It's yeah. so easy. Just like a flipper, mm-hmm. point yeah. click. You're, you're well, this has been the longest sharp. closing segment of the show. <laughs> that's for sure. So. We're still fine-tuning it, bud. Give us a break. Wander down. Land this plane, huh? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. See you. Later. Bring them wheelies. From today, he's from 83 Media, right? Uh, eight. No, it's 83. It's 306, bud. Mike, was it 83 or 83? 83. Oh, man. Start over. Well, I done, I done screwed the pooch there. <laughs> so my cousin and I and my dad all got got to shoot a deer on Pap's birthday. So are you that's kidding? Me? That's, 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 that's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. You're, wow. Yeah. Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> I'm a I'm like the intermediate, semi-professional, master, novice, beginner. Know nothing of cameras. <laughs> Hypothetically, he doesn't know anything about yeah. filming hunts. I keep my GoPro in my back pocket while I'm fishing to literally take selfies. No, I'm Jim. I'm I'm Willie. You're Willie. <coughs> I'm Willie. Wish I had a fox in here. You don't have any foxes. In the way. I, I could have brought a gray fox. Could you? All right, Mike. I hope you have something to talk about. <laughs> we got an hour to kill. An hour? Yep. Sheesh. Oh, I don't know if my story takes that long. You can do it. All right. Well, as soon as you're done, we'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps it up. Yep. It's been a great five minutes. Nobody's going to have to say we're bumping up on time. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs>